time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling And what's up, guys, and welcome to the Gore and More podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser. And joining me today is the killing machine himself, Bobby Amone. Killing everybody. And Big Johnny D. What's going on, Gore Hounds? Uh Sexy. So we are missing Chad Christman today, the Dark Lord of Knowledge, as he has a pap schmear going on. Uh, He had to schedule a late pap schmear with his... Uh, gynecologist this week so he had to miss out on this episode but he will be back next week and let's uh pray for clean results on his end johnny uh, how was your week though, since, since he's not since he's not here you got to give his line of what's up bitches mm-hmm. i'm drinking diet pepsi there okay Chad so. from the room with his legs up in the stirrups yes <laughs> delicious Oh god! <laughs> okay, Johnny, how was your week? Oh man, uh, my week was actually pretty chill. Just you know, the normal bullshit work to the grind. Uh, I will mention my highlight of the weekend though was uh, my daughter got to do her first uh, haunted house run through, which was nice. actually pretty awesome. Had had, and, had that go for? Well, uh, so. As you guys probably know, a lot of haunted houses, they do like little kid run throughs like earlier in the day and shit. So that's what this was because my, my kid's only five. And then uh, I had some buddies bring their kid. So we figured it was just what they've always done is just the lights on run through, you know, like all the shit set up. They might have a couple people dressed up in there, but they don't do anything. Yeah. No, man, this was like full on not what I was expecting, which was <laughs> awesome for me. But probably just maybe a little traumatizing for the five. Eh, whatever. They made it through. Yeah, whatever. Um, so, but no, man, they didn't turn the lights on. So it was all like the normal stage shit like you would get normal at like nighttime. All the sound effects, everything like that. They had a few scares, but they never like, they didn't jump out at them. But because it was still so dark and stuff, at least they give the little kids uh, flashlights if they want them. Okay. Oh, that's pretty good. So my daughter, she's been bugging me, just bugging me since they've opened to take her. And she wants to go at night. And I'm like, honey, you're five. You will never make it through at night. <laughs> <I'm telling you. laughs> so I finally got her to go. Yeah, right. Dude, she made it around like the second corner. She was just like, let's go back. Let's go back. I don't, oh, it's dark. And I'm like, honey, you can't go back. This is once you go in, you got to go all the way through. And she's just like, oh. And she looked at her little friend and like she was already like, straight up in her dad's arms like monkey grabbing her so she was like daddy can you carry me i was like yeah so like halfway through the thing her art she was just like buried in my neck like i could felt i felt her like peeking up here and there and stuff but uh it was funny dude because we've been to the halloween store so many times and they had a lot of props from the store there so i was pointing that out to her to be like listen honey this is all fake stuff like you know here's these like fake wires over here that they're using this part that's a guy dressed up blah 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 and then she actually got into it when there was one section playing uh, Dream Warriors. And she's like, I know this song. And I was like, yeah. So uh, all in all, we got out of that. 20 minutes later, she wanted to go right back through again after complaining the whole time. <laughs> uh, she wanted to do it, then she had to complain. Uh, sounds like a, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a little kid thing, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're all about it, but then, like, you're actually in there and you're like, oh, fuck that shit. Fuck this. And you're like, no, I made it through. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> but it was, but no, man, it was fun, dude. So that's pretty much what was my weekend. But uh, how was yours, Bobby? Good. I, uh, last week I was not on. I was on vacation and Disney and uh, Disney. It was like, you know, this big six foot five guy loves fucking hard. Everybody looks at me like a badass yet running around Disney with fucking Mickey ears on. It's like, dude, this is fucking the shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, was fun, it was fun as hell. It was a great time. I mean, no complaints. I was at a, I was at Monster Mania in Hunt Valley this past Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And uh, I got to tell you something. They, that show is pretty fucking good. It's a little smaller than the Cherry Hill, but they do actually have a pretty good layout. It was, it was, it was pretty chill. We hung out a lot. Everybody's like, "Oh shit, we didn't know you were coming." It's like, "Haha, surprise, motherfuckers! We're here to say hello." <laughs> and that's exactly what we did. They're all like, "Oh shit, are we having a drink later?" It's like, hey, "We got time. What are you waiting for?" Yeah. So it was, it was a good time, and then Sunday, it was just chill, you know, and then. Here I fucking am now, you motherfuckers. I don't know. So that's my week. How was yours, TJ? Great. Super busy. <laughs> Interviewed a lot of people. Uh, I don't really know. Uh, I interviewed Vincent DeSanti of Never Hike Alone fame. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else. Uh, working for that uh, Hearts of Darkness, the making of the Final Friday documentary. Getting the Indiegogo moving on that. Making Dude, some I got progress. Badge, I got a badge for sharing so much shit for that. I did you really? <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, you got, you're a pendant pal, right? It says, it's like, uh, you, you got a badge for sharing hearts of darkness all over the place. I'm like, cool, let's keep this up. <laughs> you're a pendant pal, right? I bought, I bought the pendant the day Adam Marcus announced it. Wow. Like you well, you didn't later, hesitate said, at all, did you? I'm like, I'm like, he said pendant pals. I'm like, you know something? I'll be connected to Adam Marcus somehow. Like, this. <laughs> this is cool. I feel that, man. But yeah, we're just chugging along with that Indiegogo, kind of trying to get to where we need to go with that and uh, doing promotional episodes. Like I said, we'll have an episode released Wednesday and then the following Wednesday again, and then more and more new perks to be released along with that. But... Moving on to this week's episode. I made you guys work for this motherfucker. Yeah, you did. You did. It was extremely <laughs> difficult. I managed to be the only one that really... I have a Blu-ray copy. You, know? you have a Blu-ray? I do. I ordered that shit when it came out. Oh, well, okay. I'm not the only one that watched the Blu-ray then. Me and Bobby oh, and then God. Chad and John, even though Chad... You know, has his appointment and everything. John watched it in 360p. <laughs> yes. Uh, YouTube was literally the only place I could find it as for any kind of streaming. So if anybody's listening to this and uh, wants to go watch it, YouTube does have three copies, though. And each one has a different subtitle. So the English one, of course, is the fucking shittiest one. The actual, I think the one with the Spanish looked the best. But there was even like a straight VHS transfer. I tried watching that for like two seconds. And like, that was fucking awful. Um, <laughs> but, like, okay, dude, it's 2019 and you picked a movie that could not be found on a streaming site. I feel like that's an award, dude, because that's impressive. <laughs> Bowing down. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all dude, fucking time. I checked 
everything, man. I I even downloaded the fucking Fandango app just for the fuck, like, or the channel, whatever the fuck that is. I was like, yeah, just fucking, what the hell? Voodoo, nothing. Amazon, nothing. Fucking Tubi, nothing. Shutter, nothing. Just, I was like, oh my God. So thank you to whoever uploaded this shit to YouTube. You were my saving grace. <laughs> and Chad's. For sure. Uh, yeah, like the I said, the Blu-ray copy that I watched was incredible. Uh, it's a Screen Factory <sighs> release, I'm going to guess. So moving on. 1987 or is it 1988? Why is that? That's somewhere yeah. someplace it's it listed. 87. It was made in 87. It was made in 86, 87. But since the company was going bankrupt, nothing uh-huh. happened until 1988. Ah, I see. Uh, Directed by Rennie Harlan, written by Irwin Yablins, C. Courtney Joyner, produced by Charles Band, Irwin Cablans. And we got a cast and crew coming up for you. Look at that fucking rhyme. Jesus. <laughs> that was pretty good. That's yeah. a good long one right there. That's what she said. Chelsea Field as Catherine Walker, not Texas Ranger. Lane Smith as Warden <laughs> Eaton Sharp. Arian Dean Snyder as Captain Carl Horton. Matt Kanan as Johnson. Vigo Mortensen, the legendary one and only as Burke Charles Forsyth. Lincoln Kilpatrick as Croesus, whatever the fuck that is. Tom Everett as <laughs> Rabbit. Ivan Kane as Joe Lozano or Lasagna. Lasagna, uh, get it right, goddammit. Andre DeShields as Sandor, which sounds like a character from the never-ending story. Sandor, fuck yeah, dude. Tommy Lister as T- Tiny. Stephen Little as Rhino Reynolds, people. Rhino Reynolds. Mickey Yablins as Brian Young. Larry Flash Jenkins, not to be confused with Leroy Jenkins, as Hershey. I won't do it. And (laughs) motherfucking Kane Hodder as Charlie Forsyth. Music by Richard Band, Christopher Stone. Cinematography by Mac Alberg, edited by Andy Horovich, distributed by Empire Pictures, released March 4th of 1988, runtime of 102 minutes, budget of $4 million, and it tanked at the box office at $354,704. That is underperforming like you've never seen. Talk about ED at the box office. So we got this trailer for you folks. Uh, let's roll that beautiful. What does he say? Bean footage. footage. Flick it. <laughs> Get him <lick> it. <laughs> Enter another world. Yes. Just hanging around this house waiting for Alter. Sir, the power's down all over the prison. Where something is trapped in the dark. Something grab hold of me. Some things just <laughs> won't stay buried. You touch my hand. Evil. <laughs> I summoned the merch of It's something inhuman. What's happening in there? <laughs> and it's waiting for someone. Come forth and show yourself. To open the door. 
is loose and there is no escape. <laughs> Not a pleasant place to spend one's life is Miss Walker. Prison. Prison, not to be confused with jail. So, <laughs> real quick, that that grossed number uh, later on in the um, facts and everything. There's a reason why it didn't do so good, <laughs> and we'll get to that. So, ladies and germs, it's time for the plot rundown. But uh, Johnny, would you like to take it away? I would love to. Thank you. <clears throat> After Charles Forsyth was sent to an electric chair for a crime he did not commit, he forever haunts the prison where he was executed. Flash forward several years where the prison is reopened and under the control of the new warden, Ethan Sharp, fucking asshole, former security yeah! guard, who was, <laughs> but he played it wonderfully, uh, who was present at Forsyth's execution, or execution, Jesus Christ. sure <laughs> <laughs> When, pri- when prisoners are ordered to break down the wall to the execution room, they unknowingly release the angry spirit of Charles Forsyth, a powerful being distributing his murderous rage to all, leading up to the warden himself. Essentially, he's Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Fucked up version of him, for God's sakes. So, Chad's not here, but he usually uh, – likes to jump in before he does his notes here. Uh, Bobby, this was your pick, so yeah. can we hear just a little bit about what you, uh, you know, what your personal thoughts on this movie? Well, I first discovered this movie had to be about seven years ago. Now, it was talked about. Everything that was, good, like, because everybody said, oh, this was where Kane started, oh, this was John Carbickler, Rennie Hart. So I just, like, was listening to I'm like, what the hell is this movie called Prison? to see pictures and what they used for advertising at the time of it was the barbed wire kill mm. so i'm like i gotta find this fucking movie so i went and, when i went to a convention i found the bootleg version oh no shit it was actually everywhere every dvd dealer had it so i bought one and i, I mean when i saw it i was not disappointed even though the quality was not great disappointed i thought it was pretty um innovative too like how these kills worked out and then how they all basically had to suffer through this because they were all fucked. There was no getting out at some right. point. No, that so, was, they definitely brought it at the end for sure. Like, and I'm not going to say like, I'm listen, I don't, I didn't dislike this movie at all. It didn't, it didn't like do the whole, I don't know. It wasn't like amazing to me. But I liked what it did with what it had, you know? Yeah. I do feel that if this movie was released properly at the time, I actually think it would have been successful. Right. When I do watch it now, I still love it, but I also go, yeah, there could have been a little bit more here. There could have been a little bit more explanation. They could have done more with this. It actually could have been a a little longer, but if they put the right content, it would have been perfect for it. It would have been the perfect prison horror movie, so to speak. So I got a question for you, gentlemen, because you guys have to watch the uh, Blu-ray copies where I got fucked on YouTube. Um, (laughs) 
Sorry. No, you're fine, dude. I listen. If I couldn't find it on YouTube, I didn't know what the hell I was gonna do. I was gonna be like, we, oh, we man, would have, we would have found a way to get it to you. Don't you worry. Right. Oh, I know. Um, but uh, the end scene there with uh, our, our big boy Kane. I feel like I don't, on my seat, on my end at least, it was super fucking like short. Well, yeah. And I don't know if that isn't like the actual like Blu-ray. If they like, it was like you barely you saw his face for like two frames. I felt, and that was about yeah. It. That's about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the Blu-ray, it's it's just much more clear. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's much more clear. You actually see all the maggots coming out of his mouth that he fucking put in there. I wish they gave you a little bit more of that. Like that, I was because you know he wasn't supposed to play that. It was that costume was made for someone else who was a lot smaller. Oh, really? Yeah. To like, they had to make it work for him. I believe he discussed this in his documentary, right? I believe he he did. Because I think that's actually where I first heard about this movie before you even brought it up. Like, I didn't remember the name until you actually like started talking about it, but ah. Yeah, I remember him talking about that end scene and shit. So that's what was the one that was kind of stuck with me when I when I went in to go watch this movie. I should say in the in the twenty minute documentary on the Blu Ray, they're saying the guy we had was much skinnier, and then it cuts to Kane and he goes, "And I'm not." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of had to modify this makeup a little bit because he's just so fucking huge, and even look, it, it, yeah, it's it was supposed to be for somebody else. Were there any okay. kills that were cut that you know of? Just probably. I don't think so because it wasn't such a released movie. Right. It had like frames taken out that would maybe have been too bloody, which some of these kills I could totally understand. I'm sure there See, was... That's the only problem with... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say there was pro- that one where Rabbit dies in like the rafter i'm willing to bet that was cut down oh dude that was pretty dope that it's was amazing. it's amazing what a pissed off spirit does to somebody yeah <laughs> it's like fuck you man you fucked me up I, I don't know what was more dope on that the kill or the reveal of the body after the fact because the oh. amount of blood that gushed down was fucking oh, incredible <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah Oh man, this movie definitely does bring the gore where it has it. I will say that for sure. So before we get into the behind the scenes stuff, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break recommended by Dale Silva. (laughs) Thanks, Dale. Spooky things in horror movies. The Cabin 13 has the stuff for you. Check out their selection of horror-themed props, bins, busts, action figures, collectibles, and more. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to visit Cabin13.com and buy something, or I'll kill you! Marcio Charlie's Horror Costume Studios. Premium hand-sculpted latex masks, busts, and hoods. Everything is handmade and painted by Marcio himself. Be sure to check out his wide range and selection of products over at Facebook and Instagram at Horror Costume Studios. Hey, you out there. Hey, listener. Take a look at yourself. Want to know why you look like shit? Because you are wearing Dubak merch. Take your ugly ass over to dubackdiscussion.net and click on the merch tab. Pick up some hot fucking swag, then you can become a sexual tyrannosaurus just like us. Come on down to Mass by the 
Dance, Premium Friday the 13th Custom Made Hockey Mask, down there in Tennessee by Lance McKinney. Find him on Facebook and Instagram over at Mask by Lance. Go order one now, boy. And we are back to the Gore and More podcast with them tasty. Mm, yeah, them tasty behind the scenes bits. Uh, oh, baby. Most of the inmate extras in the film were portrayed by real life inmates from a nearby prison to add realism to their performances because nothing says SAG like convicted felons. The armed guards <laughs> on the towers <laughs> were, of course, armed with live ammo at the time. Stephen E. Little, Rhino, was a former Hollywood stuntman who would still a member of SAG. Go look at that. My joke met came full circle, bitch. Who happened yeah. to be observing time for manslaughter. So he was in jail, but he still had his SAG certification. You gotta, you gotta make money somehow. While you're in during a barroom brawl. Dude, I gotta do a fight with a guy named Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> the electric chair which was never used in Wyoming, but was built in the actual gas chamber of Wyoming prison and the death scenes were filmed there. The original chair was carefully removed and an electric chair was built in its place. During the shooting, Vigo Mortensen's convulsions were so violent, the arms of the chair were broken and needed to be repaired. A special set of sledgehammers had to be purchased for actor Tiny Lister, so they did not appear to be toys when he held them. <laughs> His sledgehammer weighed 18 pounds and one was a 20 pound hammer. Director Rennie Harlan was living out of his car when he first approached to direct this film. Wow. What a loser. Chelsea Field was supposed that- to do a scene <laughs> in a bathtub. Let's say that's impressive. But refused to do it. We're blasting through these. Oh, that's yeah, good. That's all, yeah. You got to. Shove the behind the scenes right down their throats. So, yeah, make sure you spit on it before you give it. Oh, daddy. So the prison where the movies was shot, <laughs> the former <laughs> Wyoming State Prison located in Rollins, Wyoming, has daily tours and much of the set remains intact where the crews filmed there in 1987. The, oh, wa- shit. the water that Vigo Mortensen runs through in the in his underwear was real. Oh, that's nice to know. The part of the prison that has been flooded for years, the temperature in the room was below 50 degrees, so it definitely shrank his pod. And the water temperature was 46 degrees Fahrenheit. Mortensen's shivering is real. He insisted on shooting the scenes without a double because he is a hard ass. And some says he is the long lost cousin of Chuck Norris and only being forced to relent for some close up motherfucking scenes. The gate for the entrance to the prison does not exist. It was built onto a back wall section of the prison. There you go, guys. Oh. And the process it's of cutting a hole the, in the wall for the, the sweet roller gate fucking. Yeah. He can just, <laughs> he just, he just, dude, he just spins that wheel. Like he has no resistance to that wheel whatsoever, dude. That thing just fucking like, that's like cardboard light, dude. It's just like, whoa. Right at the end, see, dude. Yep, it does close Great. up pretty quickly. So in the process of cutting a hole in the wall for vehicles, the wall constructed by prison labor, it was discovered how many odd items in it is a filler, including a snowplow. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, where was this at again? The, okay, so it was built in the back wall section of the prison in the process of cutting a hole in the wall. 
like construction by like whatever they built the prison, they discovered that the wall was filled with different items, including a snowplow. That's awesome. <laughs> Filmed in 86, but not released until 98 due to Empire Pictures bankruptcy. There you go, Robert. Vigo Morrison. Yeah, that's the whole reason why it didn't do good. It wasn't it released until 98? It wasn't really, it, no, 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 88, not 98, oh. TJ. Well, fuck me. Like, yeah, holy was, shit. The film did bad. If it was released and they didn't go bankruptcy, mm-hmm. it would have been fine. Vigo mm-hmm. Mortensen did the bulk of his own stunts. Again, long lost cousin of Chuck Norris. Moreover, stunt coordinator Kane Hodder, whom I've never heard before, gave Mortensen an honorary stuntman shirt as the completion of the shooting for this film. Now, that guy played somebody called Jason. I, I have no clue <laughs> the fuck that is. A fucking clue. The posters on some of the prison cells are from movies by Erwin Yamlins, Charles Band, and in one case, Linda Blair, not to be confused with the Blair Witch Project. That poster is really autographed by her as she was on set from time to visiting a friend who worked on the crew. So she was banging somebody in the crew, people. Let's be honest. Pretty much. Coincidentally. Head around and vomiting pea soup for you. What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Hey, man, maybe you want a little bit of puke dick going on, dude. There's a lot wrong with me. That's true. The killing machine himself. Coincidentally, director Rennie Harlan's father. Once worked as a prison doctor during Harlan's childhood. Wow. Coincidentally, in one scene, the character of lasagna is hanging a poster for the second Rambo movie in his jail cell. Director Rennie Harlan later went to work with Rambo himself, Sylvester Stallone, Adrian, in Cliffhanger and Driven before casting Vigo Mortensen. Tom Matthews auditioned and was considered for the part of Burke. There we go. Tom Matthews of Friday the 13th, part six fame and of course return of the living dead Linnea Quigley dancing naked on top of a gravestone the old Wyoming state penitentiary was closed just as a few years before the movie was filmed the last inmates left in 1981 after 80 years of use and it definitely showed it looked like hell I mean not as bad as Bobby but still looked pretty good Lane Smith oh oh, low blow at the model so Lane Smith remained in character as Warden Sharp throughout the duration of filming. Wow. Interesting. Very interesting. Vigo Mortensen and Tom Everett both appear in Leatherface, as I previously mentioned. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, which who was the art director and special effects guy on that film? I don't know. You talk about oh, some guy named Mick fucking Strong. Yes, Mick Strong was special. I'll effects. Be, I'll, apparently, I'll be seeing him this weekend. <laughs> Yes, you'll be interviewing him this weekend. Boy. I don't know. How, I don't know what I'm doing. Do I look like I know what I'm doing half the time? Yeah, you're right. All hope is lost. So Shut part the of the cycle of horror films <laughs> about murderers coming back from the dead after execution in the electric chair. Destroy ya! 1988, the horror show. 1989, shocker. Not what you did to your uh, stepmother. 1989 was also included in the thread. Just saying, that's really hot on Pornhub right now. Uh, the film was released in 1988 on VHS by New World Pictures. Somebody's laughing. I had originally been released on DVD overseas, but not in the United States. Save for bootlegs. However, February 19th, 2019, Shout Factory released the first official Blu-ray and DVD. The first through the new uh, subdivision, Scream Factory, which if you don't know what that is, where the fuck you been, boy? 
they have been releasing so many great movies. That one movie you mentioned in their horror show, that was another release they did. And now can we take a sidebar to discuss the overwhelming amount of uh incest porn that has plagued the internet? Yes. Okay. What the fuck is going on? That I had to make a stepmom joke. The fact that that is literally everything. <laughs> it's either stepmom or uh, fucking or sister. Step- yeah, yeah, stepsister. This is crazy. Like, like, why has American porn taken a incest turn for the worse? <laughs> I mean, like uh, somebody in the government's doing something. I mean. It's just the new age of MILF porn, really. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, you know, who's not down for some MILF porn? But now you got to make it a little dirtier. So you got to make it your stepmom. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I have, I, I'll agree with that. Wasn't really prepared for this question. Uh, <laughs> Bobby didn't do his, re- Bobby didn't do his research properly. He's been looking at this weird foot <laughs> shit. I do research uh, on the movies. Next thing you know, it's let's talk about porn. And it's like, dude, man. I don't have time for this. Now's not the time. Well, it's a sidebar, okay? We always have time for a porn chat. Porn oh, absolutely. Have time. I don't have time for an erector set here. You know? <laughs> Some Lincoln logs, if you will. <laughs> Motherfucker. is going to be going, what the fuck is up with this guy? Johnny, did you have any questions about this film? All right. So, <clears throat> there, I think it was kind of hard for me to come up with like a really – Big question per se, because yeah. like I don't know, this movie was pretty, pretty cut and dry, pretty, boy. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty much right there. Like you got everything that you needed. Um, I guess like with the uh, what the hell was it? Oh, where I think his name was Rabbit, I believe. When he first did his uh, escape attempt with the bus, there. Do you uh, you think they actually were like? Letting him just fucking drive around, and they were filming that at the same time to save budget. Or you think they actually is like a stunt drive driving the bus? And if so, also side question to that: How awesome would that be if that was like a ride at the tour of the um, prison that you said that still goes on? It's just a random bus ride, a random bus crash escape. Actually, be pretty fun to be honest with you. And I want to say that's got to be a stunt guy. There, no way. I don't think they let him do that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know. I laid a bunch of people out there and shit, but know. it was just a funny scene. Like it wasn't anything like, you know. Yeah, was, you were kind of ruined for him, but at least gives you a little bit more character build of like a couple of random characters and shit. I actually think that gives you also more character build of the warden. It shows you what a hard ass he's really going to be. Dude, he's a fucking dick. Six six months without your mail and visiting privileges because two motherfuckers had to fuck this shit up. And in six months... Dude, not even all all that shit on top of fucking... uh, All the other shit he does in the movie, dude, like burning the fucking mattresses and everything. (laughs) Like, holy fuck. Fuck, dude! Like that one through. Like, okay, this is where I'm gonna like poop on the movie a little bit here because a little bit. I felt like this little bit of poop, just a little poop, (laughs) right on the chest. Right on the chest. I almost wish this either had more horror in it or completely less, and it was almost just the prison movie. Yeah, because it, 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 I feel like it needed a little bit more horror, or maybe it just waited a little too long. Yeah, I can under, I I can understand where you're coming from. I, yeah, I, I can like because 
honestly, like, I was getting into the whole just prison movie aspect, and then it fucking randomly throws in, like, some crazy ghost death scene, and you're like, <laughs> well, that was fucking dope, but I totally forgot we were fucking dealing with a ghost on top of all this fucking bullshit that's going on, too. Like, goddamn. A pissed off one, nonetheless. Yes. Right. Okay, so here's a big question I can ask. Was uh, Burke, was he a ripoff of James Dean? Hmm. Um, I would probably say maybe a little bit. He definitely has some just qualities. Just a skosh. Just a skosh. What was that? Just a little bit, like a skosh. Just, just like, like a little. Tag. It's is that kind of like pompadour esque hairstyle that oh, does okay. it for me, and just well, the. Like, uh, it's got an attitude. Yeah, he's just got that smolder all the time. Like he keeps to himself, but he's also not afraid to fucking be like. Hey, but I'm just going to be quiet about it. <laughs> That's basically what it is. Okay. Yeah, dude. Yes. So douche of the movie will have to go to uh, oh, sharp, dude. Sharp. Oh, wow. yeah, fuck him. The other, the other fucking guard who the captain, is, uh, no, no, not the captain. That no. tall lanky guy who gets wrapped up. Oh, in the barbed wire. Yeah. I thought that was the captain, wasn't it? That did not happen to the captain. Oh, no, the captain got shot at the end, didn't he? Yeah, I actually wanted him to live, to be honest with you. What, uh... Okay, yeah. I, I think I can't remember that dude's name. I, I can't remember his name, but those two, to me, are the douches, not just one douche. That other fucker was an asshole. Dude, sharp all the way for me, man. He was just... he he That dude... Uh, what the fuck? Uh, Lane Smith. He played that role well. Like he made you hate that character. Yeah. yeah. Like and, then, he was, <laughs> and like yeah, these are prisoners and shit. I get it. But he fucking. But yeah, dude. Like he's like, just like doesn't even give him a fucking chance. It's like what he said about the prisoners. You know what are we doing? We're here to keep them in prison, keep them away from the public at large, dude. What is this? The plague? Well, she. Uh, what's her name? Uh. Catherine or Catherine, whatever she uh, mentioned it at the name or when they were having that uh, board meeting that he was so old school that he just believes in like Tommy guns and chain gangs and shit. But she wasn't wrong. Yeah. And then uh, was it the captain that woke him up in the middle uh, when he was having his crazy dream there that he almost yeah, fucking blew his head off? Yeah. He woke, he woke him up in the middle of the night. That dude took that pretty nonchalant. If I say so myself, he's like, Sure. Yeah, just don't kill me, motherfucker. But yeah. Okay. No, man, it was uh yeah. I can't I wish I knew that other dude's name in the bar boyer, but uh sharp. Yeah. Yeah. He wins it hands down. All right. Anyways. Next up, go ahead. We got kill, I believe. Are we are we are we on now? We're on? Yeah, favorite kill. All right. Uh, Johnny, you go, Johnny, oh, me? Johnny, Johnny, you go first, man. I, I, I can't <laughs> pick one, to be honest with you. All right, all right. I, it's it, it's a tie. The barbed wire scene, I, I'm going to say that's my favorite. Okay, um, fair enough. Just because, dude, it was a gnarly scene. It's kind of reminds me of like, and I know I'm not a huge fan of the Hellraiser series, but I have watched the second one since we've reviewed the first one. And it kind of reminds me of like going into those lines a little bit, a little um, 
on top of very reminiscent of Evil Dead with the tree vines and shit. Like, I'm sure it was filmed all the same way, like in reverse and shit. But I have to say, runner-up is, uh, what the fuck was it? Rabbit up in the ceiling ducks, dude. Uh, I, I That was a close behind. All right. I, I like that. I like that. TJ, what you got, buddy? So my favorite kill would have to be the the cooked alive, like human oven thing that they do with the solitary confinement uh, prisoners. I fucking think it's just cool and it's fucking terrifying to think about. So, yeah, that's my pick. Dude, the shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Once your shoes start melting <laughs> like that. Oh, my God. He almost like spontaneously combusted out that like when he finally like blew up or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Finally melted away, basically. Yeah, dude. Essentially. That was a good one, though, man. Like that would be a fucking hell of a way to go. So best scene. Wait, 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 wait. we got here, Bobby's. He never actually oh, said it. Bobby, what's your what's your favorite kill? I, the, I, I have three that go in the orders of top to bottom. The fuck? It's pretty, all right. So top or bottom? Yeah. As as much as I do love the barbed wire kill, that is number two for me. My first one is the burned alive when i when i first saw this movie that actually fucking made me go he literally just burned alive inside a steel fucking room yeah it's terrifying because you have no place to go and you touch a wall you're done because it's that hot not only that he didn't even get to enjoy his fucking smoke not only that, dude, I, you at, know? One, at one time i was a former firefighter hot room in testing when I went to fire school, yeah, it gets fucking hot. Hey, that it's, yeah, it'd be a shitty way to go. Way to go. Yeah. So that's number one. And then number three would be rabbit. Okay. Those, that's my order of the kills. Fair enough. Fair. E. Best scene. Mine would have to be the end scene. With Forsyth coming out of the fucking ground and then doing all go Emperor Palpatine with the electricity and it's it's fucking sweet. That's mine. That okay, I did enjoy that scene. I just wish you got more of it. Yeah. Yeah. There should have been more uh dead Forsyth. I think they could have done a lot with him. I actually I think one of my favorite scenes was the opening of the room when they uh first and Very like Ghostbusters. Very Ghostbusters. Well, it, it, you know, I wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking more of like uh, kind of me of remind me of Freddy, especially with the furnaces and shit. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, like Part Two, Freddy, where you see everything on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just kind of everything going. I mean, like obviously, this movie also reminded me of Shocker. Now, have you yeah, both that, seen that? Yeah, that that came out what the the following I, year. Yeah, it was. I, it was either that or. It was either that or it was 88 as well. Like, it, was it, was, really, it was around the same it was time. 80s. There was way. a lot of shit going on around those two years. But it just, it reminded me of that. It was almost like these guys had kind of like the same idea, but they were just like, they took the base ideas of like, okay, this criminal gets electrocuted, but then he like starts getting his revenge from beyond the grave and go. And they went way too different. Like, it makes me want to watch Shocker just because I haven't seen that in a fucking million years. But this is... Definitely more of a straight prison movie as well. Yeah, like in your face, like this is it's fucked up. But uh, what else? Let's see. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the opening of the. Uh, what the hell was that? That was the electrocution or the death uh, chamber, the I guess. That was, the, that was the execution chamber. Yeah. 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 
Um, uh, for me, I love the ending with the Forsyth, but in all honesty, whole movie, the opening of him walking to his execution. That was a cool intro. I did like the uh, POV. Because you could see the anger in um, Warden Sharp's face as he was a, not a warden, but as a security guard. Like you could just see like he's happy and mad about what's about to happen because he knows he caused it. But you don't find that out. You can just tell that the tension in the room is. Then he steals the motherfucker's necklace too. What a dick. (laughs) What a dick. He stole his life and his fucking chain. Ah. But I, like I said earlier to you guys, I will say, and it might have just been a copy on fucking YouTube, but it, it, the way it was kind of filmed or just the greatness, I don't know, it, it instantly reminded me of fucking Unsolved Mysteries, dude, and I wanted to hear fucking Robert Stack's voice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, like, color grading on the, film, <laughs> the color grading on the film was very light, and it kind of made that slight hazy feel. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Like a like a summer haze type yeah. deal. So that's why yeah, you got the unsolved eighties, early nineties. Yeah. They all kind of had that feel a little bit. So, Bobby, this kind of segues with your answer. Did the opening scene hook you in? Absolutely. I think it set the tone for the rest of the film. The music yes. alone in that scene made it so bleak, but it made you go, "What the? F- where is he going? Like, we know he's gonna die, but how?" Yeah. Like, I'm going to have to go like, with the big yes happen? on what's this as well. Like, what's going to happen to this guy? Well, then I'm like, what the fuck is going to happen to him? Is he got to die in this? It was a good long uh, walk, too. It wasn't, like, just short and over with. Like, they gave you a good couple of minutes of it. It's like a good three-minute walk, and it doesn't sound like a lot of time, but it... And there was a sweet little chamber, dude. Like, I always love when people, like, random, like, people are just looking in and shit like that. Yeah, it just makes me laugh. So and, and none of them budge when he gets electrocuted. They just watch. Right. Just like hmm, another day. Next question. Best tits, hottest girl. Would that have to go to the bitch? Yep. OK, yeah, well, okay. there is no other woman in this movie. No, wait, 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 you're talking about Rhino's bitch, right? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rhino, dude, let, let's let's talk about Rhino for a second. OK. And the fact for- that fucking Vigo just straight up. Just grabbed his nuts, dude, like, and fucking <laughs> crushed him as hard. What a way to fucking just show dominance, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Think Holy about it. Shit. All you got to do is just do that. And it's just like, now nah, let me tell you something here, you fuck face. Oh, my God, dude. Like, I was cringing the whole time because I was like, I feel this hurts. Uh. Yeah, for sure. Then afterwards, he's got to play the tough guy to his little bitch. Like, fuck you, looking at, get out of here. <laughs> right. It's like this is when the little this is when the little dude needs to shoot a shot. Fucking just kick him in the nuts, take it down. Granted, he's got to go back to the cell with him. So, fucking a. So, did the score set the mood? Yes. I don't really remember it, so I'm gonna have to say like it was good enough to where, like especially in the horror. But it was super sure. memorable because you're not like. <laughs> it's not it's no fall break that's yeah i mean it's what is break, but it's definitely a bleak one that makes you go um here's an example uh with blood rage we remember like what it kind of sounded like for the soundtrack for that we, we oh the super synth yeah yeah see we, we can't go back and be like oh yeah that's what it sounded like like I, i'm not it's not registering in my head because it's like it was just there you know what i mean yeah yeah 
Okay, here's here's a good here's I'll give you an example. Uh, uh music and terrifier. What does it sound like? Exactly. Oh, shit, yeah. I like it's good. It's good. It's good. Um, how do you want to say it? Theme music. Yeah, but not it's theme. not like it's it's not Halloween's dun 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 dun. No, exactly. It, it, it doesn't have a life of its own to where exactly. that's gonna like you're gonna remember that. Exactly. So, and that's something Maybe we're gonna run into. You never know. Now. Best song. Ooh, can we, can, wait, can we segue for a second now that you brought up Terrifier? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm actually going to be going to a con uh, the 19th this month, ScareCon, and the whole cast and crew is going to be there of Terrifier. Awesome. So all right. Yeah, so I'm hoping I can get, you know, meet with him all. And I'd at least like to get a shot with him and because he's going to be in makeup and, or full suit and shit. Oh, um, yeah. got to do it. Yeah. Dude, but like, so they're like the main ones I'm excited to see. And it's kind of funny because like I was looking over the cast and there was way more people in the movie than I actually like remembered being in the fucking movie. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, man, it was just them three bitches and the fucking, and the bald dude. And I was like, no, like I think they even got like the dudes from the pizzeria fucking coming to this thing and shit. Everybody's got to make a buck, man. Everybody got to right? But there's also going to be... uh I laughed because there's going to be some uh, big podcasters there, and I, I'm not going to say the name because you know we don't want to promote other podcasts on ours. But uh, they're hosting a seminar on beefing up your horror podcast, and I'm like, oh, well, I feel like that's <laughs> speaking to me personally. I feel like I need to go sit in on this bitch. So, Watch uh, this like tell you everything that we do already, and you're just like, fuck you, <laughs> right? Just get up and walk out, and, like put my ma- put my Jason mask down, and be like, I'm fucked. Here. Gorn more bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking right, dude. We got the shit. We got it. We're covered, motherfucker. It's okay. Our fans Fuck are super yeah. fans. So like that that's what level we're at. Like if, if we have fans, they've listened to every fucking episode. Like that's that it's crazy the amount of feedback I get. And like the people are being like, Yeah, I listened to this, so I went back and listened to all of them. I was like, fucking right. <laughs> Yo, man, that's how I started, dude. I listened to like, I don't know, I think it was like maybe the eighth or ninth episode first. Yeah. And I was like, well, I got to start this right from fucking scratch. Yeah. <laughs> We're coming up on I a just, year, boys. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm only coming up on a few months, so. Yeah. It's all good, man. I'm right there with you. I only got a few months on top of you, buddy. It's amazing how fast. Well, shit the bed and give me a head. Let's do it again. <laughs> it's amazing how fast Gorn Moore grew in such a little time, you know, in just the last year and how much like it pushed my personal career like so far up there. Uh, oh, yeah, man. The horror community is a beautiful thing, dude. Yeah, for sure. So many opportunities that presented itself because of Gorn Moore. And I'm just super humbled and super uh I don't know what would be the word grateful. There we go. Perfect word. What? Grateful. But okay, so the next question was best song. Whether it doesn't like we can't remember Dick. I was Maybe, say that doesn't really apply uh, yeah, to this. So. Yeah, there wasn't. I don't. There wasn't even like. Uh, Is there a soundtrack to this? I was gonna say. <laughs> no, I don't even think so. I, didn't even really, look it up. I don't think it had that money. Favorite character, mine would be lasagna because of the name and the way he was it was just super nice. Okay. Um. I loved, I loved Vigo's character. I kind of, weird way, relate to the quietness. Like I just go about my, I go about my business. Mm-hmm. Very and, stoic. 
I, I don't I care, but there's a lot of things I don't care about. So yeah, but he's a good character, dude. That like he, you know, you actually do care like, about him, even like, though he like, doesn't he, speak like, a lot. Cares, and shit. Yeah, exactly. He cares, doesn't speak a lot, but he also goes, "Listen, shit," and yeah, go about it. And then I also I like Warden Sharp, and then um, Lasagna as well. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, you know, Sharp. I'll definitely give probably for one of the best, dude, just because he like sold his character one hundred and ten percent. But uh, one of my favorite, I think my favorite characters was honestly fucking Tiny, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Just because oh, yeah, yeah. that motherfucker took a shotgun blast to the chest. And got back up. Stomach area. Got back up, fucking hit his chest. And I'm pretty sure like barked at him or something like that. He I'm was like, like oh, yeah, growled at him. He was going off. And then fucking still got his shit done before he fucking croaked out. So you know what? I don't have to give up my character to uh, Tiny here. <laughs> Fair enough. So was it scary? I'm going to say no, but it was cringy because some of these kills were like, oh, fuck. Uh, yes. Oven I'll kill in particular. That. Scare wise, um, I cannot. Yeah, not scary, but definitely want to make you go. Oh, yeah. I'll say the uh, it sticks with you a little bit, especially like box there or the oven kill. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a movie that's meant to make you go. Ouch. Ow. Not to mention just um, watching the quote unquote prison life like mentality. Yeah. And just dealing with that bullshit on top of like, oh, yeah, we're dealing with a fucking murderous ghost too. We woke something and we're we're all fucked because we're inside steel walls. Great. Exactly. So does it hold up today, boys? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, but yeah. reboot. I say, or not reboot, but remake. Okay, fair enough. Make it scarier. Say, it stands up, but I wouldn't mind having a remake. No CGI. And instead of electricity, I'd like it to be maybe like a like a mist or a fog that kind like of like gas. creeps in. Yeah, yeah. And I'll do gas because yeah, gas. Because let's say he was a gas chamber, that would be right. creepier. You know, just like to have like a prisoner sitting there instead of be like electricity. It's just like slowly. He could, be de- he could be deformed too. Like you could fuck with the character a little bit, make it look like he had a bad reaction. Exactly. Okay, so the way we're talking about this right now. Did you gentlemen, uh, a couple generations of gaming ago, did you ever play the game called The Suffering? Yes. I heard about it, but did not play it. I heard of it, though. Okay, so, but TJ has. Yes. Dude, that game, this actually, this movie actually reminded me of that game and kind of made me a little nostalgic for it a little bit because there is one ghost that is haunting it that's killed with electricity, but there's also one, like we just mentioned, with yeah. gas. And, yeah, dude. That's, see... And that was the problem while watching this movie. I kept thinking about that game, and I'm like, dude, I want this movie to be like that game. <laughs> it's just not going to do that, though. We need to review the Dead Space uh, animated movies. Oh, the animated ones? I have them both. They're incredible. They're gory, yeah, fucking cartoony fun. It's insane. It's intense. All of it. Oh. So, I love all the Dead Space shit, dude. Was the acting good or bad? I'd have to say good. It was very good in this. Not everybody. Everybody brought their characters to life. Bullshit. Yeah, I don't think there was anything bad. I mean, maybe somebody might over argue that like Sandor acted like overacted a little bit, but at the same time, like you got to think like when he was acting crazy on the bus, like he was in a situation where he was going to get fucked and he didn't even do anything for it. So you know what I mean? Like 
I think it fell with the characters. So no, man, I, all in all, I think all the acting was great in this movie. I'd have to say everything, but the last, uh, you know, the guy that played Forsyth, I think he was too big and uh, too uh, heavy breathing. You can definitely tell the heavy breathing. And he kind of like came in when the franchise started to fall off a little bit. So did uh, you notice that that wasn't his only role in the movie either in the, oh, in the credits? Oh, really? Yeah, it's not. Yeah. He was, uh, it's also the guest chamber. Uh, yes. And he had like a, he had the mask on though, right? Yeah. yeah, he fires the gun too. He's the guy. Kane fires the gun. Awesome. Fucking Look at cool. Kane getting all them rolls. So, do you like the cinematography? And me and John had a conversation pre-show about this. You know, certain shots really made this feel like an action film at times, and I got like this almost Terminator esque vibe from some of these shots, and I was just like. What the fuck? So some of them would be horror and then some of them would be like action film shots. And I was I was like, this is strange. I, I dig it because it feels like an 80s action movie at times. And then other times it, you know, it feels like that horror movie. So it's, it's very interesting. So, yes, I like the cinematography, but it was just very strange and it was all over the place. We got Bobby. Um, I, I liked it. Like we were talking before, it gives you that like hazy yeah. feeling as you watch it, but it 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 sets the tone. Pretty blue movie, so it, it the cinematography sets the tone for this movie. I loved it. It wasn't meant to be a bright movie. It wasn't meant to look perfect. Yeah, I think a little bit of the graininess was perfect, and like you said before, the action and the horror. A weird combination of movies that made it work. It's not that weird. I mean, they're kind of close. They can be done right. I mean, yeah, if you make it too action-y, it's not going to be horror enough. But if you make it too horror, then there's not enough action. You, you got to yeah, have yeah, like balance. But no, man, like there was a lot of cool shots in this. Like the whole first shot, like once we mentioned, great POV shot. Um, same thing with a lot of like when the ghost escapes and stuff like that, it had them going right up in the guy's face and everything like that. Yeah. Um, the whole scene where uh, Sandor was doing his little chant and shit and cutting his fucking stomach and everything. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, dude, that was a crazy fucking scene, man. <laughs> he just him getting fucking uh blown up and then the light. What the hell? Didn't it, it killed like a guard across the way? Like, it fucking electrocuted him too, or some bullshit. Yeah, yeah it, it was fucking nuts, dude. Like, what a way to fucking go. But no, man, it was. They had some cool shots. Uh, I'm trying to remember one at the end. It was. Uh, I like. It wasn't like the best shots, but I love the uh, part with the fucking guns. Yeah, where, it made no like, fucking yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, towards the end. Yes, yes. Dude, like she goes through with that. Like that car would have been like decimated. Oh, boy, it would have been gone. <laughs> but no, it's not because it's a fucking movie. No, dude, it was good though, man. I I liked how like it was just like it. It, it felt like your good classic horror movie. Like it had a lot of like the close up cuts, but then it had like some nice good far shots where it showed like the yard and it showed you really how big it was and how many people were there and shit. It, it was it was good, absolutely. Do you like the premise? Yes. Great. Hell yeah, dude. Haunted prison. Like, that's sweet. <laughs> that's all you got to say. Fair enough. Okay, so it's Goran Mall rating time. 
I will give this film a solid 3.75 out of 5. Give it a 4. John? You know, a 3.5 on my end. That is a Gornmore rating of 3.75. Works. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I think it fits into that category of, yeah, that's a good 80s movie. Uh, Hell yeah. And uh, Bobby, thank you for your first pick, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, thank you guys for letting me have the first pick. I thought it would have been a nice one. The fact that I made you all have to search for it means I did my job. <laughs> now, Yo, what I is was next so happy week? when Chad said that shit, dude. It made me laugh hysterically because I was like, oh, my God, I'm not the only like, I can't fucking find this movie. And I'm like, you know, guys, I told you like three weeks ago, you know, DVD, Blu-ray, you know, just uh, hey, I, I want, but do I you know what next quiet, week is? Like, What's that? Do you know what next week pick is? Did Chad send you guys that? Oh, I forgot they sent me the list. Uh, I don't know if he sent it to me private. Oh, yep. Okay. Uh, although the, those are all the films that have sequels or remakes, I think he sent me. Yes, he did. Um, he no, he did send that. I just don't. I don't remember where I put it now. God damn it, Bobby! Is it in the group chat on Dubac? We need to tell these people what we're doing next week. You know what we're doing next week. You know what we're doing next week? We're doing. Uh, wait. No, go ahead. Okay, so I don't have the new list with prison in there, but after Alien, we were supposed to do Reanimator. So are we sticking with Reanimator or are we doing Just Before Dawn? I don't know. Well, let's see. Today would be the seventh. So I would say if we're skipping Reanimator and putting that somewhere else, we're going right to October 14th, which would be TJ's pick of Just Before Dawn. Oh, that's what's supposed to come next. Okay, maybe we're gonna reschedule Reanimator because Chad gave up the pick. Yeah, I can't remember exactly how we did that, but Chad wanted to really get Bobby's have Bobby get a pick in there. So yeah, okay, Chad, then you're not here, but thank you. Next yeah, week, I will hope be, your passion is going okay. What is it? I think 1982, but don't quote me on that. Just before dawn, it is a slasher film that takes place in the woods. It has an incredible twist, <gasps> incredible kills, and it will make John feel right at home. Fuck yeah. It's definitely one of those lost in the 80s slasher films. It's got a body count. It's cinematography it's- is not the best, but it, it gets the job done. And it's on Amazon Prime, so that's you know yes. a plus. Yes. <laughs> we already looked into that. Now, now you don't have to search anymore. <laughs> exactly. I got the extremely expensive uh, Code Red Blu-ray release. Ooh, nice! It looks beautiful. The footage is restored as best they can. Really. Did they ever come out with a steel case of that? Because I feel like I've seen one before. Fye. <laughs> Think Maybe. so. I don't remember seeing one there. Now that you mention it, because I go to Fye quite a bit. I don't really have them anymore where I'm at. Like, the last time I was at was down in PA. I saw one, so I definitely had to dive in. I have one 20 minutes away from the house. It is fucking amazing. That's Uh, awesome. Every time I go. (laughs) (laughs) I lose money because they have a lot of horror shit, and I'm just like, you motherfuckers, you know I'm coming. So, dude, this is the best time of the year to get cheap horror movies, man, because they always just put them out there in binfolds. So not this week, but next week, Sarah and I are going to the Carnegie Science Center. And in their auditorium on like the I think they it's the biggest screen in Pittsburgh. They're playing Dawn of the Dead, 1980, no, 1978. 
Nice. Oh, in 3D. I love that. 1979. 79, I think. 79, yes. 79. In 3D. Uh, in 3D? I, yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. Really? Yep. Oh, I'm a little jelly on that, dude. I hope you guys enjoy yourself. She's never watched it before. That's my favorite zombie movie of all time. So she's never seen it. Oh, nice, dude. Oh, there you go. Take the honey. Take the honey to the movies. That's how you get involved with these things. So, you know what? All right. Look, seeing that you just brought up with uh, zombies, what do you guys think about the fact that uh, Snyder's taking on zombies again? Fuck that. You, you didn't like the remake? I have it. I have the special edition only because of the nostalgia factor that my father watched it a ton when I was little. And Mm -hmm. but uh, it was it was no original. Let's just that's fair. I like it, but I can definitely understand that it it wasn't as secluded as the the original. Seeing where I live, like the connection. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was like, you you kind of have that. You got hometown fucking love for that movie for sure. Like, yeah, oh, that. God, <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. I mean, okay, so like for me, I I I do love uh, I do love Snyder's version of it, and actually, that was one of the ones that kind of really like got me back into zombie films and to watch the originals again and shit yeah. like that. So, I mean, I'm excited to see what he does with it, but I don't know, man. Seeing yeah. the DC movies come out the last few years and shit. Mm. I'm curious to see what he would do, but. <laughs> Zach yeah, we'll Snyder. See what when comes out. That's all you can do is you got to wait till the product comes out and you can make a judgment. Hey, man, at least we're getting Zombieland 2 finally. Yeet. Oh, that's going to be so fucking dope. Yes. So, guys, uh, I want to tell you guys something. So, as normal Ooh. TJ things that I've been doing, uh, I watched a really good movie the uh, yesterday that I think you guys will heavily enjoy. Now, we don't really talk about modern horror a lot. Now, uh, I've been talking about Haunt off and on with Bobby. Uh, that is available on Vudu and stuff like that. If you do have a chance to watch. This week. Uh, and if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, if, sorry, I'm not, I don't mean to cut you off. I think it's actually coming to Shudder this month too. Yes, it is coming to Shudder. Uh, our friend Damian Malfi, who played Sackhead in Strangers Pray at Night, is in it. And also announced today that he will be playing one of the mutants in the Wrong Turn reboot. No shit. Yes. So Damien is a busy boy and he is pumping out those horror films. Now, speaking of the movie that I watched yesterday, another Shudder exclusive. So we here at Gordon Moore love Shudder. Shudder, if, yeah, we do. if your reps out there want to sponsor our show, uh, feel free to contact me at dobackdiscussion at gmail.com. Uh, I will hit that shit up and I will be the shill of a horror of a shill. So... <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the movie I watched was The Furies. F U R I E S. It's on Shutter. I think we have a shared Shutter account anyway. I have heard I have heard of this movie. I have. How it, was it? It is incredible and it's an Australian slasher film and Ooh. all practical effects. The movie has you guessing like there's killers, right? But it has you guessing like which one's going to kill you because there's like a puzzle aspect. So while that's going on, it's also like an exploitation film in the terms of it's like being like, this is rich people's society, almost like 31 does. Okay. Oh, okay. But it's, a, but with the slasher aspect and let's just say there's a very kill. I will spoil one kill for you guys because this, okay. this alone kills are not spoilers. They're okay. kills. This alone will make you want to watch it. Grabs girl by the throat, pushes her up against a tree. 
grabs Axe, puts it in her cheek, and starts pushing. And it zooms in on her face, and you slowly start seeing the blade slip through her face until it completely cuts her face off, and then it falls on the ground. And then then it has a freeze frame on her face for like a good three or four seconds of her like completely missing her face, and he just drops her and walks away. Oh, I know what I'm fucking watching tonight. <laughs> I know what I'll be watching tomorrow. There is, I think, like in hot, a hotter style, like arm rip, like Friday the 13th, the game arm rip style thing. Yeah, oh, there you go. Rip that uh, off. There's, 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 they're crazy. And like you I said, said, this was an Australian horror movie. Yes. Uh, you can the t- fuckers always go all out. I swear to God. Dude, and, them and fucking French, dude. Yeah, like you know crazy. something? Another movie Australia did that was kind of fucked up. Body Melt in 1993. Haven't seen it. Nope, that nope, that's nothing. Look it up. Look for that. Look it up. Look it up, boys. You want to talk about 80s, 90s melting away movies? Ooh, that one's pretty gruesome, actually. Say for only new horror movie for my end that I've actually seen is uh, and it wasn't really new, but I finally watched that leather i don't know i think it was just called leatherface oh the prequel just came out like a couple years ago oh shit you know that was that that movie left me feeling weird because it was it was good but it wasn't good fair enough yeah that all i gotta say is craziest scene that even like kind of grossed me out was fucking on a corpse while licking it that I was just like, oh wow, that is disgusting. <laughs> that's, that's necrophilia for you. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was uh, that looked juicy. Let me just say, mm, I love the juicy. <laughs> but dude, I'm excited. I know you've talked about Haunt a few times, man, but I'm so stoked to fucking watch that movie, dude. Because I've only heard good things. Did I guys ever tell you about the kill and haunt, the hammer kill? No. You told me. You told me, TJ. Okay, so in Haunt, there's like one kill that stands out that would make you like it's terrifier, like decunting type style. But it's <gasps> uh, it's a claw hammer in the mouth. I just had a hard on. Sorry. Yeah. You say a claw hammer to the mouth? In the mouth. In the mouth. And then lift. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I could feel that. Yeah, it it shows it. It's incredible. Like, oh, god damn it! I gotta watch that movie too, dude. You know, I get, I know we shit on newer horror a little bit here and there, but man, there it's is some... so hit or miss though, John, it's so it hit or miss. So like we have these, you know, we have the benefit of talking about these two great slasher films, but it's so yes. few and far between the last good slasher. film well, I agree. We got was pray at night. And that was in 20, what 17 or 18. Yes. So you got to, you know, that we may maybe get one a year. So the fact that we got two decent ones and two ones that use practical effects, like we got to be happy. <laughs> Well, okay, so on top of that, I mean, I have not checked it out, but what about uh, the new American Horror Story? Have either of you two it, checked I that? love it. Uh, I'm on season, well, episode three. It's great. Oh, the, the, new, the new slasher one, right? Yes, uh, 1988. Yeah. All CGI, uh, but the kills are incredible. And there's a lack of boobies. Well, understandable. I know it's just that it's that it so it has it it has every piece of the 84 charm like that you know that slasher film feel 
but you know, it doesn't have that grotesque nudity or, but like it has that the, the banter and like the inappropriateness of it as well. Honestly, I'm sure you probably get a lot of like close up shots of like stomachs and arched backs and probably even ass shots. And, and shit, uh, but. Carrie Fisher's daughter is a big character in this Billy Lord. And she oh, knocks nice. it out of the park. She does a really damn good job. Uh, she's a scream queen fair uh, fame. And I think she did all the previous seasons of this as well. So she's, you know, pretty well versed in these television slasher shows. So it's, it's nice to see, you know, her. What the fuck? What was it? Something just fell. What just the fuck fell? just happened? Goose. Okay. Anyway. Goose. Oh, shit. I can't. Okay, guys, so that's pretty much it for this week's episode. Yeah. Yeah. Damn good episode, though, guys. Uh, you know, missing Chad because of his appointment and everything. But, you know, we still pumped out the good content, dropped the inappropriate jokes, said some things that I regret saying, but not really. But thank you guys for listening to us. Regret saying. <laughs> Rant and rave for another fucking hour of your life and wasting your time as per usual. Uh, love you all. Uh, host with the most, TJ Bowser, signing off. This is Big Johnny D saying, see you later. Your killing machine, Bobby Amon, saying, I'll kill you later.
Spirit's 